Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Sophia Goradica, Vance, Cody, Boise, Jeremy, Bruder, Ali, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Druskel, Aaron, Danielle, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with all of us for the holidays, join the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out daily. I met Goldberg once. Tell, Tell me, me information. information. Thank you, Tony Bartoloni. I mean, he's just like the film. He's naughty and nice. <laughs> 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 It's like he's this Santa Claus, but during the time he lost the bet. Oh. He's like, nice to meet you, kid. And I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you all made us watch Santa's Slay. So was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? 100%. I didn't know this movie existed until Paige brought it up. I had wow, never okay. seen this before. Uh, somebody recommended it in the group. And it was one of those things that I was like, I think I've heard this title. Like, I knew this existed. Uh, and then I went and read, like, a synopsis of it. I was like, holy hell. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do this. Like, this has all the makings of a movie we will love, first of all. Uh, a wrestler trying to act. It's great when The Rock does it. It's great when pretty much anyone does yeah. it. Secondly, a Christmas movie made almost entirely by Jewish people about Santa being murderous. Love that. Okay, so it was, it was made by a lot of uh, like Jewish people? Most of the cast and crew of this film is Jewish. I love and it. Awesome. It honestly, it, it's it's that wonderfully irreverent attitude toward christmas but not just christmas but the people who are assholes about christmas that i love yeah it's so funny and honestly this movie is only 77 minutes long 
but it is paced better than almost any other movie we've done in the last month and a half. Yeah. And it has a concrete, weird mythology, but they get like right into it. Like, you know the stakes, you know what's happening, Paige, you know why it's happening. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Right out of the gate. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So this is the first time I saw this too, obviously. I thought it was hilarious. This is one of the first, I think, like hard <laughs> horror comedies, especially like the Christmas shit that we've done, where it's just like they're great because they're terrible movies. This one is also right. great because it's terrible, but I could see like a Mike Flanagan turning this into like a really scary like Christmas movie. Oh, the, the mythology they, yeah, is the mythology wild. Is all there, it is, right? it is interesting, and it's not like the Krampus mythology. Right, it's no. slightly different, right? A little more creative, yeah. And it involves curling for some reason. I really liked it. I, I only have one major gripe, but that's it. Well, I have two. I have two major gripes. One, the the the, the girl and the boy main characters. They're kind of terrible. They don't get anything to do, really. And then, like, it took me half the movie to be like, oh, they're dating? And I was like, what? She she aggressively wants yeah, to date him. I was going to say, I don't think they were dating at the beginning. She calls him. See, she breaks up with him halfway through. Call me when you're ready for a relationship, like an adult relationship. Yeah, I think that's because she wanted an adult relationship. Yes. And he was like, girls, give me cooties still a little and bit. And he was clueless. Yeah, he was clueless. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out their thing. More than I should have. But, like, really, they're not the main characters. Goldberg the Santa is the main character. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Goldberg, clearly a Jewish name. Like, that to me is so funny. Not just Jewish by by birth or culture. Observant Jew. Yes, of course. Like, he didn't film on High Holy Days, like, whole nine. He was so nice when I met him. So I grew up in a town called Snellville, Georgia. Okay. Snellville, Georgia. God, we're terrible at naming things in America. Well, I dated a Snell. It was a family who, date, who named the town after themselves. Wow. And when they outgrow one of their shells, they find another one, and it's got like a Snell, Nautilus Snell, kind of thing. Yes. It's Snellville, S-N-E-L-L. -L. She couldn't eat salty foods because she would foam. Every day, there were Snellville days, which is like the founder's day of it. And we would have like a, like a parade and everything. And he was the, who's the dude who like master, what do they call the guy in the parade who's like the main Master death? of ceremonies? No, that's the wrong one. Master and commander. No. But there's a name for it. It, it is master of ceremonies. No, 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 no. Like that's the leader not. of a parade? Grand Marshal. He was the Grand Marshal. They bring in a. They brought in a celebrity Grand celebrity Grand Marshal every year. <laughs> Are you about to reveal that Goldberg was the celebrity Grand Marshal? And you yes. laughed when you said celebrity. But back then <laughs> he was huge. I'm talking about 90s WWF. I know that's, they that's a yeah. huge thing. It was a huge grab for us. It was quite the coup for Snellville. Mm -hmm. Hey, I actually would love to go back to a segment we used to do a long, long time ago, and that is play the game of, is this Snellville? Mm. <laughs> What's the population, Paige, of Snellville? Ooh. Snellville has a larger than population than you would think. Okay, Mikey, I'll even let okay. you guess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 50 to 60,000. Okay. Oh, see, I was, I was going to say 42,000. Okay. The population, as of the last census, 2020. It's grown up a lot. Okay. And you're saying when you were a kid, it was like 2030? Yeah. Okay. So now it's 20,500. It's grown up a lot, Mikey. Well, it's a little town. It's a little town in the suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. So like there's all there's a ton of people everywhere, but I guess in the city limits it hasn't grown that much. The traffic is way worse. Yeah. Yeah, the population of the county 
is one million. Yeah. Of the county that Snellville's in, and the county is not that big. Like I went to South Gwinnett High School. I got to change all my three questions you asked to recover your passwords now. <laughs> it's a shame that they were. What was your hometown? What was the population? And where'd you go to high school? <laughs> oh, Todd, I have to tell you, th- this makes me think of you putting your your card on Twitch. But I have to tell you that you might somehow be related to my father who made his old credit cards into his ornaments for the ornament exchange yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything I hear about your dad makes me love him so much more. Yeah, guess who got those ornaments? Please tell me it was you. Yeah, Jake and I traded heavily to get those Hell ornaments. Yeah. We we also got one uh, that my Uncle George made uh, that said Salem's Tree Lot. And it's it was like a bunch of little Christmas trees and a little black cat. That's great. I yes. love the ornament exchange. That's a fun, fun tradition. Yes. My mom, we were trying to play games over Thanksgiving, and she was like, she's like, I've never played. She called it like Naboo, like Naboo, like like from Star Wars. She's like, Are we gonna play Taboo? And I was like, You mean Taboo? The Trade Federation recognizes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I did think it was wild how many like famous ass famous people were in even the, the first opening scene. scene. Of this yeah. movie like James Khan, Fran Drescher all Jewish people that was the joke is well, like famous Jewish yeah, people but all I'm saying Paige, is a lot of those Jewish people were famous people on like, purpose like very famous people yeah. yeah like that that opening scene they called in a bunch of favors to be like we want this to be like a horrible Christmas family and we're not going to say that any of them are Jewish, but they're all going to be famous enough people that everyone who sees it is like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, it's James Caan, <laughs> Chris Kattan. Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Like. <laughs> so, I, I was watching, I was like, Fran Drescher's in this? And then I was like, oh, not for long. <laughs> no, no. But they, man, I was so impressed with her, like, just willingness to, like, sit in makeup for that bald cap oh, and yeah. wig and, like, for them to light it on fire, all that stuff. I was like, that is nuts good for her. I mean, I'm sure the fire wasn't, like, real, no. but, like, she still sat in makeup for three hours for To this. get that weird bald cap, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right? So this, for me, is kind of, this is what I want out of a Mikey movie, is that- yes. Yeah. It is a crazy concept. Crazy things are happening, but it is not half-assed. Like this is done completely sincerely. Everyone in it is having a good yes. time. Yes. They are here to make a movie about Santa murdering people. Which which brings me to my second gripe. The only gripe I have about it is it has that early 2000s we're not going to use practical effects. We're going to use CGI for gore and I I hate it. I hate that. I hate that style. I, and I know it's so much. Cheaper. But you didn't love it when Santa started shooting fireballs out of his mouth later. No, that part I like. He became Bowser. <laughs> that part I like. I didn't like the guy he hit has just like smoke like Matt. Like it doesn't look good when the smoke's mm. coming. I'm like, I'm like, I need practical effects. I need burned plastic. That's with blood and gore and like smoke coming out of it. Like the 80s. That was actually by this time, probably more expensive. To do the practicals. I know practical effects are more expensive, but they look so much better. They they do look great. This is a movie that feels like it took place in 1995, but it's 2005. Yeah. Well, that's what rural living is like. It's like five years behind. Like if you're on 5G, they're on 4G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's literally what it was like for me in Mississippi. I also love that this movie features a, almost like Doc Brown inventor character who's created a bunker 
for Santa. Oh, you mean the angel grandpa? Turns out to be an angel. Yeah. This is the second movie we've done in two days where someone turned out to be an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That RTP sneaks that in a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. An angel or a ghost or in a coma. Hold on. The cat is taking your shit next to me. And you can probably hear it. Don't put your mic down there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we should just get into it so we can go through it scene by scene, though. We all have Christmas things to do. Let's, let's do it. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> like a present that is also a bomb. Mm. This movie <laughs> is only 77 minutes long. And right. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> so great. <laughs> It almost feels like a little bit too long of an SNL sketch, but I sort of mean that in a good way. Like, yeah. it feels like they stretched it and then it's just enough and now we're done. Yeah. We're going to be fine today if y'all don't have a 30 minute conversation about choir etiquette or whatever we did yesterday. Oh, you mean choir kit? I'm gonna. Yeah, choir kit. Yeah. I feel like the only way that they would have stretched this movie to like a 90 minutes would have been more of the love story between the teenagers, maybe? Yeah, they may have cut it. I'm good without it. Is that the girl from Lost? Is she the one from... It is the girl from Lost, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, I recognize those teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey's like, I see those teeth, and I'm like, I see those shoulders carrying that giant giant Santa bag. (laughs) Oh, I thought for a second you were talking about the male lead, uh, Douglas Smith. No. No, this movie's like the male fantasy, where like, this... I don't want to like rag on this kid too much, but he's not good at anything. Truth. He is he is a very <laughs> mediocre main character, yes. He has the charisma of a, a stone that has moss grown on it. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then this beautiful blonde girl is like, oh, the only thing I want to do is date you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you're wearing multiple hockey jerseys at a time, plus a hoodie yeah. underneath those. Uh-huh. But I That's just want to get layer up those layers. He's always wearing a white hoodie, a hockey jersey, and then also a full winter jacket. It gets cold up there. They did film this in Canada, so like it was cold. Actor, whoever you are, I'm just going to apologize. And I'm sure you're a good actor. But in this film, it seems as though you want to make a wish thing and got to star in a movie. With Goldberg. Um, With Goldberg. I went back and forth between, is this just a guy who's maybe not as experienced and that's why we're getting the delivery that we are? Did his dad pay for the whole movie? (laughs) (laughs) Or His name is Douglas Smith. He's still acting. The dude's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, literally everyone in this movie is still acting. Goldberg is still acting. It's great. Uh, Goldberg (laughs) is a saint. I'm not saying anything bad about him, Mikey. I enjoyed his performance very much. No, I, I wondered if... (laughs) this was he was inexperienced or his dad paid for the movie or if he was directed (laughs) to be that way because this is an attempt at making like the wwe's version of a hallmark movie yes because that is kind of what this feels like well, let's let's be honest. The worst part of wrestling is the actual wrestling. If I if yes. there was a TV show that just had hulked out people, I would watch the shit out of it. Like you showed up my, at my grandmother's funeral and, st- and like body slammed the coffin, which actually did happen in wrestling around this time. <laughs> like that's the show I want. Do you remember the South Park episode about wrestling? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's just exactly basically right. come, 
becomes a soap, soap opera. opera. <laughs> I do. There is a hilariously wild quality to WWE wrestling that is that. That's my favorite part where they're like, oh, we're getting a live feed because uh, Goldberg's in the hospital after surgery. And then another wrestler That's comes right. into his hospital room and, and like crashes a, all a over his leg. <laughs> yes. I don't see how they say that stuff is fake, man. That's crazy. Like. They went to a hospital and attacked that man. And, and then Vince McMahon <laughs> is always the villain. That's the only thing that could have made this kind of better would have been another shot at Vince McMahon being a villain because he's a real life villain. But yeah, wrestling should be like a fake reality show and an alter like it's a fiction show, but it's filmed like a reality show in an like alternative reality where like Vince McMahon is like the dictator of town and, and all this crazy stuff can happen. Like send someone to the hospital and break his other leg. And like, that's like the, like, and then it's like filmed like a reality show and you're like, and the, it's all wrestling moves, but like, that's how this world is. It's just, that's reality. That's what I want from a show. I mean, that is just wrestling. Like that is wrestling. No, no rings, no live crowds. Just oh, the, oh yeah. okay, okay. Like, bravo, but like in every episode <laughs> they fist fight. It's like the the house husbands of Miami County or they whatever. They still do it's all like, the throwing table stuff, just no arena. Like all of this just, stuff just is happening in the out house. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> every third episode they have to go to IKEA to replenish. They have like a huge fuck off like dog cage. Yeah. They have to climb yes. on top yes. of and yes. wrestle. <laughs> or like it's in town square. Like it, like oh, I'm challenging you to a cage match in town square. And they're like <laughs> they have the referee come out and all of the stuff. And then every episode, all the furniture's back together. All the walls don't have holes in them. It's like Family Guy. There's no continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get ready to city council. <laughs> it's, just lean more into the day to day soap opera stuff. Like I want Bravo with wrestling combined. <laughs> We are a master blaster away from this just being Thunderdome. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, Oh, I am also here for any version of Thunderdome. What is Thunderdome if not wrestling and Bravo? Grief persevering? Oh, yeah, yeah. wrestling and Bravo. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. If we want this fictional town to run by pig farts underneath the city, run by master blaster... I will give that to you. Great. Paige, I have a, I have a follow-up question. Uh-huh. Can you run a town on pig farts? You can't not run a town on pig farts. Pig's going to be farting. They baby. would take the pig shit and it would, it would. Uh, I don't remember, heat them. Yeah, don't you remember from that episode where he got hit with a chair and then got amnesia and then found out he had a twin? Think about the show. <laughs> Think about how good it would be. <laughs> oh, my God. We, oh, we have to move on. And then there's special guest episodes where The Rock comes back. Yeah. And they all have signature moves and they all wear costumes. I don't care. Like, make it, like, it would be so good. <laughs> we do get signature moves in this movie. Think about a romance where they're like, they go to the movies and then the other guy is jealous. He comes, power bombs him off the balcony of the movie theater and walks out. Mikey. Love it. <laughs> it's so much. We could talk about this for hours, but we have to talk about this movie. This movie, the Christmas episode of Think that. Think about the Christmas episode. Yeah, it's this. It's what we just <laughs> this watched. This is the Christmas this episode. Think, yeah. Think about this fictional show. Like, there's a giant box. He's like, oh, somebody got me a present. He opens it. It's his rival wrestler who then attacks him <laughs> with Christmas-themed <laughs> objects. Candy cane match. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll drop it now. I'll drop it. Anyway, we open on a house at Christmas time. They're just about to have Christmas dinner. And this is the scene where it's all, uh, it's Fran Drescher. It's Chris Kattan. It's James Caan. And they are just horrifically horrible people. Like, 
they're like, I better get Kate Spade for Christmas. I better do this. Like Fran Drescher and Chris Kattan are kind of canoodling, but we don't fully know what their relationship is. It seems like. Oh, okay. I know what their relationship is. I thought it was very clear. Is it stepson and stepmother? Uh, no, I thought he was, he was her son-in-law. That's who okay. was married to the girl from Urban Legend. I don't remember her name, but the girl from Urban Legend. But he was clearly in an, a relationship with Fran Drescher. Yeah, clearly. Okay. Who was married to James Kahn, who was the father. Yeah. Right. Who's complaining about the turkey. And then they have like a little tiny spoiled dog. I love that dog. It's a very I cute thought it was dog. very sad what happened to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny because it's so comical. Like it's not real looking at all. Right. But like, yeah. Well, if you watch all the way through the credits, because there is a post credit scene in this film oh shit i missed oh, it oh no i did mess i'll it. fill you in uh but right before the post credit scene goes up it says no real animals were harmed in the making of this movie some prosthetic animals were used in the making of this movie basically meaning like they made fake animals for the scene that's coming up of course they did yeah, yeah. but these people are homophobic racist selfish like it is oh yeah the terrible worst. lo and behold someone is at the chimney and santa instead of just like coming out through the chimney just like busts out through the fireplace like the Kool-Aid man. So good. <laughs> it was so funny though, Paige. Because it like stuff drops from like the top of the chimney right. and it puts the fire out. It's like soot yeah. or whatever. And you're expected to see like his feet just drop down and him duck yeah. down or whatever. But he just like runs through the wall. <laughs> and the second that happened, I was like, oh, that's what kind of movie this is. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, okay. It's amazing. Well, Got it. you also know that what kind of movie it is just because the way it looks, like it looks like like digital. Like TV cameras, not film cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can tell it's not high quality. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so he Kool-Aid mans through the fireplace. He tosses his hat onto the coat rack where it lands perfectly. And then he just says, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> Which the amount of Christmas puns in this movie mm -hmm. is tantamount to Arnie in Commando. Like, it's so great. It's so good, yeah. So the first thing he does is picks up that Pomeranian and tosses it up into the ceiling fan. Which it's insane. I just wasn't expecting it. I was just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but it looks like a plastic little puppet. Anyway, he stabs James Khan's hands into the table with the carving forks. Uh, one of the girls falls onto the dog bed, which impales her because it's like a little castle. Yeah, like through the <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah, he lights Fran Drescher on fire. He th he kicks Chris Kattan through a china cap. It. And it's a great, it's like a Three Amigos level dummy drop where yeah, it's a great, it's a great opening. Flails. It's amazing. Yeah. He drowns Fran Drescher in eggnog, which is very, very close to a hush puppy head, which is when I texted you guys to say that this movie has heavy blood diner energy and i am here for it and you are correct yes. that's so funny it is very hush puppy huh? uh and then one girl tries to run away and he like ninja stars her with the star from the top of the christmas tree he force feeds james con turkey until he chokes on it and then we get literally like as he's murdered this whole family a title card that just says satan's sleigh and then it switches to say santa's sleigh credits yeah and the credits are over now i found something in fun facts it's over like a book that's like telling you the history of santa yeah which we will learn more about later i thought it was just like gibberish that's what i thought i thought it was 
written in a language that people wouldn't try to read because it didn't say words like Laura Mipsum, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, It yeah. turns out it is in Icelandic. Okay. And it actually does lay out the mythology that we hear later. That's why this God. movie's so fun is because it's bonkers, but they were like, no, we're committed to the mythology Yeah, of we're going to put some effort into I this. I love that. Like, that is some really fun, like, world-building energy that I'm here for. Like, yes. whoever did that is the best best dungeon master in D&D. Absolutely because that's the level of story we're dealing with is yes. like a bunch of friends cackling around a table with like Cheeto dust on their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Some real no mom we're still playing energy. Yes. Yeah. I can't pause it. It's a multiplayer online game. <laughs> we come back from the credits and it is Christmas Eve in Hell Township, which is where they live. Yep. And we cut to Heaven Sent sandwich board is like the restaurant which is a great name for a sandwich restaurant but it's essentially it's a it's a jewish deli very yeah. clearly there are menorahs everywhere it's blue and white like can't miss it it doesn't even feel like a restaurant to me it feels more like a deli because there are yeah, no like a deli counter yeah there yeah. are no like seats you just come and order and, and walk out with it so you might order a sandwich i'm sure they i mean we see them do that but i bet you could also go in there and be like hey i need like X a pound, pound of whatever. Of whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they would just hand, they would slice it off and hand it to you. Yeah. And we open with what I would call a Christmas asshole trying to order, <laughs> being like, what? I love when like you find old actors to swear and just be terrible people. I don't know why it just makes me laugh so hard, but this woman was the worst and I loved it. I think it was because she was smoking indoors in like 2009. And I was like, oh my well, God. Well, this movie came out in 2005, but still, like, yeah, smoking indoors, calling people cunts, I think. Like, just. Oh, yeah, she's horrible. Going off on people for no it reason. It took me right back to working in retail. Yes. Because the last couple years I worked in retail was when Fox News really kicked into gear with the like war on Christmas. The war on Christmas, yeah. And like, I, I'm a Christmas celebrator, happy to do it, but I also recognize other people have other holidays and that doesn't impact my holiday negatively in any way. I am happy to just say happy holidays to people because I want to wish them well, whatever. Like, and the people who get all bent out of shape over people <laughs> not saying Christmas, first of all, baffle me, but then piss me off because it's like, you're trying to like force this thing. Like the reason people say Merry Christmas ideally is just to be nice to people and to yeah. wish them well and you're turning it into this weird thing like just be nice just hope that someone else also has a happy holiday like what are we doing here it's just people being assholes that's all that yes. is yeah it's the same people who refuse to use people's preferred pronouns right just because they're assholes like that's all that is it's right just you thinking that what you think is the best for everyone and forcing it on other people it's just yeah, you being an asshole this horrible cheap old lady who's not going to pay full price for a sandwich even though she should even though when he says 475 at first and she asked about the senior discount and then he's like yeah that is with the senior discount but house 450 because he's like you know, yeah. a nice dude or it's whatever. Like, please leave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, she dumps out four seventy five in quarters, the exact amount of what it was, and then takes one back. Fun fact: she only dumps out four dollars in quarters because <laughs> somebody counted it. It's in fun facts. That's yeah. so funny. I didn't count it, but you know, you see her pull one back because yeah. she talked him down one. Yeah, because she knew she had the money. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very funny, but it also like very funny. Like she's a terrible person, you know. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's like, my pronouns are Mary and Bright. It's Merry Christmas, asshole. And you're just like, get out. Go, go away. Oh, my God. I'm, and I'm sure someone says that. Yeah, this is like if Marjorie Taylor Greene went to a Jewish Ugh. delicatessen on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and there's a part of me that's like, lady... Be nice. Where else are you going to get the best pastrami in town? I know, like, right? Fuck all the way off. <laughs> also, she's like, what's on the holiday, Hoagie? I'm like, bitch, what do you think it is? It's turkey and cranberry. Like, it always is. Like, what else would it be? Candy canes? He, he said dressing. Dressing was also on there. Dressing is also on there, sure. I would assume that as well. I had holiday pizza the other night. Holiday pizza? You told us you were going to do this because you read off the recipe, like the the list of yeah, ingredients. At Tailgate Brewery, shout out to them because it was good. It was it was like Thanksgiving. It was stuffing. It was like turkey stuffing, mashed gravy, potatoes, like, cran- like a cranberry. Yeah, it was pretty good. Is Tailgate where we went before we we went to go see the darkness? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Thank you for getting us that answer so fast. Okay. Uh, People have been talking in Discord about your uh, what version of Batman is your favorite Batman. <laughs> No. no. <laughs> <laughs> People have been talking about that on Discord so much. It was so funny. Anyway, uh, the one piece of information we do get from this horrible old woman is that the main character kid, Nicholas, yeah. his grandfather is considered crazy. He is Belle in Beauty and the Beast, where it's like... <laughs> yes. Yeah, his dad yeah. is the mad, crazy inventor guy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Who invented a steam-powered axe woodcutter. Yeah, this guy invents a book page turner, but it only works for books that are gigantic. It only wor- works for that one book, I think. That right? one book, yeah. yeah, yeah. And everyone always has to like adjust it and turn it by hand anyway. But he also invented a uh, a nutcracker that shoots walnuts, so that's right. kind of uh, dope. Chestnuts, it shoots oh, that's chestnuts. chestnuts. That's right, excuse me. I'm, I forgot yeah. the pun. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They're only walnuts if you miss your target. Oh. <laughs> because they're in the wall, Mikey? I got it. Okay. You just didn't laugh, so I couldn't tell. I I, I was trying to think of a like a D's nuts kind of. It's fine. <laughs> it's oh, fine. <laughs> I was setting up the, well, I only laugh at jokes kind of like line, Ooh. and you took it to a. <laughs> Oh no! I was like, I thought it was funny. I was like, I want to do a nuts pun, and then I, and it, it didn't go well in, internally. Let's not turn this into another bread pun fiasco that you Let's had not. during the my best friend's wedding on Romance in the Pod episode. That shit was yeah, hilarious. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. No, that would be nuts, yeah. Mikey. Mm. <laughs> it's not our fault that you P can't come up with puns. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta move on. God. <laughs> All right, so this movie cashews us how horrible of an old lady this is because she, as she leaves, turns to the other employee in the deli and just goes, "Just goes, what a fucking whore." It's like that girl didn't say anything to you. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's like the lady who who tried to spit in my face when I told her she couldn't swear at me in the store, and she was like, "Trump 2016." And unfortunately, she was correct. Oh man, don't you hate when the assholes are right? What a brutal day. I anyway, know. so yeah, when you first heard it, you probably thought it sounded a corny. You <gasps> did it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there you are, Peter. Yeah, this, is, this is great. He's doing it. He's doing it. That should be a Christmas movie. It is sort of a Christmas movie. They do go to Neverland at <gasps> it Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. 
They do because it's it's that's toodles. It's snowing and shuts the door in their face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Peter, you've become a pirate. So she leaves. And as she's driving home, Santa pulls up behind her and she's driving too slow and all over the road. And so he quotes our modern philosopher, Christopher Bridges, and says, move, bitch. Get, Get out, out the, the way. way. I love that. I also thought it was hilarious that he could fly and he's like and frustrated because he can't yeah. drive around her <laughs> with his sleigh that has metal skids on it that are like sparking on the road <laughs> because they're not built for that. And has a reindeer that looks like some sort of snow buffalo. Snow, uh, they're called snowfalos, but yeah. Um, snowfalos? I think yeah, they yeah. call it a wind deer or something later. I don't know. <laughs> but I was just like, why is there one white buffalo care is this a miyazaki film what is happening (laughs) (laughs) but you're right Paige. it is that level yeah 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 (laughs) it's got a red nose too yeah it does but it's blood but yeah i mean yeah yeah it shines at one point as like a searchlight light and then oh my god that's right he runs her off the road in a hilarious to the where they have like built the snow up so it like ramps the car up a light post and, and to the side yeah yeah yes. absolutely i mean he just like rams her and it speeds her up that snow ramp bank love it into the light pole yeah it's great we cut back to the deli where the the guy mr green who owns the deli is giving them christmas gifts which is super sweet of him yeah where he gives her a wisconsin snow globe <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it appears that he has given her different states every year, which is very, very funny. Well, and it's only been one other year. So she has like another state that they're not in and this state yeah, that Delaware they're not in. Delaware and Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. And it just seemed to me like she was polite about getting a weird gift last year and then maybe a little bit too much so because it too made polite. him think yeah. that, oh, wow, she really likes snow globes. That was a good guess. Fuck. Okay, I guess I'll get her one again next year. And then he did. Well, and then he, he gets Nicholas a clock that will come in handy later because yes, it can it tell time in all the time zones, which honestly, though, I need one of those. You have it. It's called a cell phone. I know, but like one that would just show them all at the same time so that I could be like, it's okay. Right now it's 1 p.m. So it's 3 p.m. in Texas because like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, whatever. I just realized that this movie is pretty much Santa Claus's version of The Purge. Yeah, basically, except that he kills naughty and nice people, which honestly well, yeah, you wouldn't think would be as fun as it is, but it is fun. It is very fun, yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Green is like, it's Christmas Eve, go home. I will close up, you know, like have have a good night. Yeah. You know, uh, so she offers him a ride home. Um her name is don't remember it's mary <laughs> mckenzie but everyone calls her mac mac okay so mac offers nick a ride home because she's you know wanting to date absolutely so as he's putting his bike in the back of the truck she's like putting toothpaste in her mouth and like yeah i think she's expecting to like make out later and well it, i think she's at least happen. hoping to which yeah mikey riddle yeah. me this if you will uh-huh. if you were a 16 year old boy and a 16 year old girl who was super hot that you worked with was like hey uh do you want to maybe uh have a ride home and then make out i'd be like yeah let's do that yeah i mean i did that in high school yeah same i think she's expecting and and this is why it's tough to be a teenager and you got to learn to ask for the things that you want uh but i think she's expecting him to ask her and he's like completely oblivious like i think if she had out and out asked was like yo you want to put your tongue in my face hole he'd be like (laughs) hell yeah 
how many holes can I put my tongue in? Like that. Like that's what would have happened. Yeah, guys are dumb. Yeah, as a guy, I can uh, uh, agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it comes to this, I have a hard time picking up symbol- signals as Same. well. I'd be like, oh, Mikey, have you ever had someone years later be like, man, I had the biggest crush on you? Yeah. And you'd be like, I was in love with you. Like, why didn't we, why didn't you tell me what I wish I had known? Things would have gone drastically differently. Had I know, yeah, yeah, but no, I'm just too dumb. I, I've had I've had a few big occasions. One, a girl wrote it in my yearbook. Oh, was it your senior year? Like, yeah. Oh my 100%. god, percent. Did you guys go to the same college? No. Hey, Mikey, I'm a beautiful high school girl and am in love with you. Good luck with the rest of your life. I'll never see you again. That's pretty much how it went. And I had a crush on her throughout <laughs> high school, and I was like. Cool. Great. I've had a couple of people with the podcast be like, I had such a crush on you back in the day. And I was like, really? See, this is where your belief that no one hot will ever hit on you is a problem. You're shooting yourself in the dick. Well, I'm still alive. (laughs) Well, look who's still drawing breath, Paige. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. Maybe my advice is not the best, considering in previous episodes I've been like, no, I know he's a serial killer, but have you (laughs) seen him in a sweater? (laughs) (laughs) They would be like, on your like investigation discovery episode, they'd be like, "Well, we t- everyone knew he was like really creepy, and like he probably was a killer, but like he was so hot though, and she knew it too." <laughs> There's no way Paige didn't know. She had to wash the blood out of his clothes every week. <laughs> oh, I think it's funny that you guys think that I'm responsible enough to do laundry on a regular basis. Uh, it's I'm bad at that. I'd never remember. Anyway, he doesn't pick up on the fact that they want to make out. She wants to make out. Right. And she asks him, like, why don't you like Christmas? He's like, well, I'm always getting things I didn't want, like a mini bake oven, which is going to come back later. And I do appreciate the joke they make later on. Very funny. Absolutely. But also, that was one of the things that I wanted and never got for Christmas. And when I asked my mom about it, I was like, why did I never get an easy bake oven? She was like... Because you used the real oven. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I, I thought it was going to be because she said, We're a micro bake house. <laughs> it's not easy bake in this house. We micro bake. My sister had a creepy crawlers machine, which is kind of the same. Yeah, creepy crawlers was just the male version of mini bake or micro bake. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, he's a latchkey kid. So, like, he has to find like multiple hide keys yeah. on the porch to unlock yeah. multiple <laughs> locks and sets the alarm and then locks a bunch of the locks again, which already kind of tells us that something weird is, oh, yeah. is afoot. Because he has three deadbolts on his front door, like normally one, yeah. but not three. That's wild. Yeah, I must live in a bad neighborhood or something. You know. What's extra funny to me is that on the outside of the door, there's only one deadbolt, one knob. And then on the inside, there's like six deadbolts. <laughs> Yeah. So he comes in, he turns off the alarm, he calls out for his grandpa, he doesn't hear anything, so he goes into the basement, and it's kind of freaky, because he's like looking around a dark basement, usually not a good thing on this show. No. But he runs into his grandfather, who drops a box of light bulbs, because he was so replacing- one-eighth- Nephilim? No, he is an angel. No, the grandfather's an angel. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, no, he would be. You're right. Yeah. Although, I wonder because the uh, grandfather gives up his immortality to become mortal before he has sex with. He pulls a city of angels. Or a Superman 2, right? We're doing two months of angel stuff. That's pretty much where we're going right now. Okay. So, yeah, I wonder if uh, he's not because of that. Anyway, we 
are introduced to the Nutcracker, which it's Chekhov's Nutcracker that'll show up later in the movie that shoots chestnuts that'll put your eye out. (laughs) And he also tells him that he's like, this is a bad invention, like the time you invented brown colored toilet paper, (laughs) which admittedly, not a great idea. No, I mean, that would be terrible. Anyway, his grandfather shows him that he's built a bunker in the basement of the house, which this kid apparently has not noticed. (laughs) But it's a full-blown survival bunker. It is. I mean, it's like a bank-safe, like, vault-style door on this, like, basement door. It's wild. It is crazy. We also see Santa as a bell ringer. And at first, it just, like, you think it's just, like, a regular bell ringer. Uh, But a guy tries to rob the bucket. He's like, what up, Santa, bitch? (laughs) And... Goldberg (laughs) stabs that person to death with a sharpened candy cane. Yes, Amazing. That he was just like sucking on. So good. And then he just throws him in a dumpster, a great dummy into a dumpster yeah. again. All with wrestling moves. Oh, yeah. All absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, picks yeah, it up yeah. over his head, throws it. Yeah. The dumpster then closes the lid after he it's throws great. it. It's perfect. It's like everything you would see in a WWE cage match with a side dumpster. Did I tell you <laughs> on Tuesday after Trash Day, my garbage can was missing and I had to go like find another one in the neighborhood? Yeah. I'm sorry, Mikey. Okay. What day was it? Garbage Day! <laughs> so what happened so someone stole your trash can Uh, i think the people in the trunk all the all the houses are kind of close together i'm trying to like i'm gonna give everybody the benefit of the doubt right because i'm not like a karen even though you know that's my mom's but what did his shoulders look like i don't know i came home my garbage can was gone and then like the next day i went out this guy had two garbage cans on the side of his house and one on the front of his house and i was like that one's empty it's on the front of his house he's already got his two over there that can doesn't look like mine but this is like an extra can on the street so i'm gonna just take this can it was like two houses down so i was like i'm gonna take this back to my house and like leave it in front and then wave at his zoo his ring camera what i was doing so if he had a problem with it he could just i'd be like i'm I'm right here. Like, if that's your garbage can, talk to me. Has he come to talk to you? No, no. But it was like 5.15 in the morning. It was like the sun wasn't out. So like, I probably did not look like a person who was in his right mind at that time. I mean, you were stealing someone's garbage can at 5.15. You weren't a person in their right mind because someone <laughs> had stolen your garbage can. I've had it where the people who take my garbage put my garbage can back in like my neighbor's spot. And my neighbor has a different garbage can company like who comes to get the trash. So like I know like that's mine. I call the city and they're like you have to pay $65 if you want a new can and I was like I'm gonna go make I'm gonna go solve this problem I'm gonna go outside yeah, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go a little some backwood ingenuity on this one uh, <laughs> wait Todd does the city not do your trash no it does no it doesn't it does for me no oh, no, no I, know. I was yeah, asking yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd I, I live a little bit outside of Nashville I live in Brentwood which is like a richer right, so area is, so you have to arrange for a garbage company to pick up your cans separately yes wild i have to pay it's 60 dollars a quarter so it's 20 dollars a month it's not insane that's not terrible this no. reality trash tv german podcast just followed me great yavol even beep zine dear podcast dear trash tv podcast mit sonny and johnny great oh my god they followed me too <laughs> Paige, they, ha- they have to have followed you let me see let me see let me see <laughs> What's X on the Beach? Is that a real show? Oh, X on the Beach is a wild show. They give it two cats out of five. (laughs) I like that they rate things in cats. (laughs) I'm fascinated. I need this podcast in English. And I'm sorry, I respect your culture, but I don't speak German. Is that a banana in their mouth? (laughs) Oh, shit. They only... They only gave that two cats. I know, it's only two cats. It must <laughs> suck. Must be terrible trash TV. Holy shit. I love this podcast. I don't know what it is, but they got some hooks. I love 
that Mikey thinks all of podcasting as a medium is dying except for German podcasts. <laughs> And German trash TV. reality. TV. <laughs> I want them to rate my wrestling reality TV show. <laughs> it doesn't exist, Mikey. Yeah, how many want cats it to, would it, it get? Anyway, so his his grandfather doesn't like Christmas, and he asks him why, and he's like, "Oh, well, you you want the dirty truth about Christmas? I'm gonna give it to you." Son, did I ever tell you about the time I invented curling with the devil? <laughs> I mean that's essentially what happened That is yeah. exactly what happened The devil yeah. went down to <laughs> Looking for a soul to steal He was in a bind And had a I can't say Norwegian name Oh, The devil went down to <laughs> Looking for a soul to steal that was, per- that was perfect pronunciation Oddly enough you can pronounce everything in Norwegian Perfectly it's just English that you struggle with Orkenborken. Devil went down to Orkenborken. <laughs> anyway, the devil went down there, or up there, to steal its soul. Oh my God. I just got an alert on my watch that says sound levels have hit 90 decibels. It's like a oh. warning that it might be too loud for me in this podcast studio where I am alone. Yeah. I mean, how does it feel to be too loud for your own body? <laughs> I literally think my watch just told me that. That's like when people are allergic to their own sweat or saliva, but it's just your voice slowly killing you. (laughs) Hey, someone listened to this podcast 163,000 minutes in the first 11 months of this year. That's 112 days consecutive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And they don't have ear cancer. So I think that you made that up. I think you guys made that um, up. I think maybe they have been waiting to get checked because of our poor healthcare system. Oh, that I don't know what country they're in, but that could be the case if they're in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to say it's in the Baltics like every other person puts a bad country in? <laughs> exactly. Like all of the bad countries in video games are like in the Baltics. But it's only because of the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is cold there. Yeah. The war on cold continues. <laughs> Mikey has been fighting desperately to, like, heat the globe. You might say warm globally, right? No, you're the one fighting to warm the globe because Mikey and I have been trying to eat enough people to reduce the rising temperatures. If you're going to quote me on anything from this episode is, I believe in global warming because America needs to win the Cold War. <laughs> that is literally going to be the next the GOP vegans, stance. Fart, yeah. It's not going to be that we're denying that global warming is happening. It's that it needs to happen because we have to win the Cold War. Oh, there's so many things wrong with that sentence. I know, but it makes sense that that is what Q is going to start talking about next. Absolutely. Who do you think Q is? We know who Q is. Yeah, it's that one guy that that has sex with that weird body pillow in that documentary. That's a completely accurate sentence, by the way. I know. I watched the documentary, but then like it, I had like a I had like a Matrix moment where everything like flashed. I'm like, Tank, I need an exit. <laughs> <laughs> like everything started flashing in front of me from the documentary. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe the internet wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Just in general, it's a dying medium. It's fine. It's like CB radios for nerds. <laughs> it's not as good as German trash TV podcasts. Fuck. I give that statement five cats out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that podcast. Holy shit! I, we should say like that joke comes from a podcast that followed us all, and it's a German podcast. Can you pronounce the name of it? Give him a, give him a shout out because it's fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it. I'll, I'll I'll try to pronounce it. Pepsine their podcast. <laughs> 
Which is, I guess, Trash TV, the podcast? Their Trash TV podcast, Mitt, Sonny, and Johnny. With yes. Sonny and Johnny. Oh, you can hit the C translation button. Oh, my God. Every Wednesday, we chat about Trash TV. Anyway, so this is where his grandfather, he has those wings, and he's like, do you serve in the military? He's like, not really. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the full truth, but here's what's up. Right. So- Santa. I haven't fought since the war in heaven. Yeah, yeah. I'm following them back. I want a guest on a German reality TV podcast. <laughs> Where no one understands it. You already are hard to understand. Sometimes you want to go where nobody will understand you. Bah, 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 because they only speak German. Actually, they probably speak better English than you. Bah, 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 bah. I only want to talk with like Google Translate and me trying to pronounce broken German throughout the whole time. Uh. Yes, Mikey. I love it. Sonny Johnny, come to my DMs. <laughs> I, I like the idea that you're going to be up at like three in the morning so that the time difference to accommodate the time difference. And I'll be like, let's talk about Bachelor in Paradise, two cats out of five. <laughs> Wait, you should talk Love is Blind with them because that's the one that you watch. I'm sorry. I do love that he just said Bachelor in Paradise like it was the... <laughs> Christian version of Bachelor in Paradise, but it's about a bachelor finding his faith again. I'll just speak in a German accent. It's a Mia Mikey from the Harvard. Oh, a little further south than Germany. All right. It it is um, Bachelor in Paradise, like the Christian mingle of trash, like romantic TV. I would watch the shit out of that. At the end of it, you just give them your promise ring. Yeah, you just you have to get married before you go into the fantasy suite. It's like a whole thing. the fantasy suite I mean, is just a two bedroom that's in basically. <laughs> That's a modestly priced home that you've already purchased. Paige, you're describing love is first sight without conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> and that I would give one out of five cats. <laughs> <laughs> because it's one pussy for life. That's their whole thing. Um, now, if you want to do the Mormon version, that might be up to five out of five cats for the rest of your life. Todd, is this why you oh. have too many pets? No, no, no. Oh, no. Although, Todd can't say although, no one cat. Although I do have five cats. Why do you have plural pets? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not petnogamous. <laughs> We didn't ask how many you were sleeping with, just why you owned so many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the two dogs do sleep in the bed with us. We're those kind of people. In your life. What? <laughs> I, I can't hear you. You'll hear it in the edit, I'm guessing. <laughs> Did you guys not hear that? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most offensive things I may have ever said. I think you said end this. your life, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You don't let Macy or Maggie sleep in the bed ever? You never let them sleep in the bed? McCready cuddles up with us. Yeah. Maggie used to. Macy does not. For a multitude of reasons. Because she's crazy? Yeah, she once jumped off the bed and ripped the sheets with her claws. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah, I mean, we have two little dogs. Labs are quite a bit bigger than many dachshunds well there went our hopes for a short episode <laughs> i give those tangents five cats out of five. <laughs> well, you're the, you're the <laughs> great this is mikey from harvard and i practiced this ad for factor in my car today <laughs> can you show us what you practiced yeah 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 
Mikey from Harm Virgin here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you've said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So this is where we get the mythology where it's a day of slayings. So Christmas was not the Christmas that it used to be within the mythology of this movie. Right. Instead, Satan and whoever his counterpart is, they really kind of like gloss over this. Satan has a son. That is Santa. And Santa's job is just to murder as many people as he can on Christmas Day. Right. It is Santa the Purge. Right. And Christians, to try and avoid being killed, would have a giant mass that day where they would pray for protection. Yes. And so an angel takes the form of a man and goes to the crossroads, essentially, uh, which is an ice rink, and challenges Santa to a curling match. Because Santa has a gambling problem. Yes. <laughs> it says it in the movie. For the worth of the world, essentially. So basically, it's like, if if I win, you have to be nice. Can't kill any people for a thousand years. If you win, you get to kill people. And he's like, and then I get your soul forever. Right. To my dad, because his dad's Satan, right? Right, exactly. And so the angel wins the curling match. And I do love that this whole little tableau of like what's happening for Santa is done in like Rankin Bass stop motion. Yes. It's so great. Love that. So the girl from the deli shows up and interrupts because she's there to bring fresh Wolverine because her backstory is that her family are wild hunters. They will just hunt anything with a grenade launcher later on. It's great. I mean, they're the ones that kill Santa in this movie. Yeah. And she gets him what looks like a gun, but it turns out to be Optimus Prime that is also a gun. Oh, my God. I thought that that was hilarious. (laughs) So good. We cut to a nearby church where a pastor is giving a Christmas sermon and it is very much prosperity gospel of like, you know, give money to get money kind of thing. And he leaves the church after, lies to his wife over the phone about where he is. He's also driving a fancy Mercedes SUV um, and instead goes to Gold Diggers, the local strip club, 
Um, now, here's my one frustration with this until I realized that Santa was killing everyone, not just the naughty people, because I was here for Santa killing naughty people. And I was like, those strippers didn't do anything. They were just tr- they were just at work. It's just a work day for them. Right. Uh, and Santa burns the strip club down around them. Yeah. But he doesn't just kill naughty. He also kills nice people. He kills everybody. He's a bad guy. He's a villain. I have to say, I thought it was so funny when that stripper like slides down the pole and then he gets windex and cleans the pole before he rips it out and then uses it as a weapon that was so funny also small town strip club this is like a 10 out of 10 oh yeah this is definitely five out of five cats i mean yes yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um and of course you get the requisite ho ho hoes because it's santa of course i don't like that he just like grabs that girl and kisses her without asking not a huge fan of that but also santa's a villain oh of course yeah he's literally the son of the devil and i guess rosemary i don't know yeah they did say the mom's name but i don't remember i don't remember uh he does kill someone with christmas light shibari which ever since we brought it up has appeared in like four different movies i know Uh, now that we've talked about it once i see it everywhere page everywhere Um, he crushes some guys with a table. He does this like weird trapeze thing where he ends up with his head in between a girl's legs. Which and that, is, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, he basically puts a pickaxe through a guy's head because Gold Diggers is like a mining themed strip club. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. With like the most dedicated employees of all time. Of all time. I do love a good themed strip club. I think that is hilarious. And I think all strip clubs should be themed personally. I mean, I don't think that's a controversial. St- I think everything should be themed. <laughs> Mostly Christmas. Yeah. One of the books I read, uh, Merry Little Meat Cute over the past couple weeks had a Christmas themed strip club as a, like a plot point in the story. Of course you read a book that had a Christmas themed strip club in it. And all the strippers had reindeer names. It was like Dasher and Dancer and Prancer. I'm actually more surprised it wasn't a male review, not a strip club. No, well it's, it's you would have to read the story. It's fine. Anyway, you don't so, understand, Todd. <laughs> you don't get my porn, Todd. You don't. You don't understand <laughs> it. Anyway, I thought he was going to put that pole through somebody, but instead he uses it to electrocute a guy, which is hysterical. And th- this is the one practical effect in the movie where the guy becomes like a plastic skeleton. <laughs> yes, so silly. <laughs> but after he's kind of electrocuted people and the girls are all running away now the pastor does escape we find out yeah but santa pulls out a lump of coal and blows on it to ignite it and uses it to burn the strip club down absolutely meanwhile he goes back out to valet because he left his sleigh and his weird buffalo thing with the valet uh which was hilarious and the buffalo thing returns having definitely eaten that valet yeah so everyone is dead yes Meanwhile, back at the house. Now, I do want to bring this up because I think it was a poor choice on set deck's part just because of the way it's shot. It looks weird. It looks like there's a Confederate flag on the table. It's not. Oh, I didn't it's, notice that. It's I didn't the notice flag it of Norway. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, because I looked where I was <laughs> of like, course. what? Yeah. Everybody knows what the flag of Norway is. It's red <laughs> and blue stripes. I know what it, I can see it in my mind, mainly because of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same tones of blue and white and red, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it took me a second where I was like, what? Oh, Norway. Yeah. So, Grandpa goes to bed and he's talking 
so Nicholas is talking to Mac and he's like, you think my grandpa's crazy, don't you? And he's like, she's like, he's a little odd, which admittedly. Yeah, he's eccentric as fuck. He's Christmas Doc Brown. So yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I do love that. And he's he's like, you know what's odd is like being part of Rifle Club and having all these animals on your wall. And she's like, I'm sorry I came over tonight. Call me when you're ready for a more mature relationship. All right. Which is pretty much just her being like, uh, you know what? Whatever. Call me when you want to fuck. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he lets her out. He watches her walk away. He sets all the locks. Meanwhile, Santa flies past but neither of them notice well and the moon is also like way too big it's so yes. funny to me like it's half of the sky and then santa's sleigh kind of goes through it yep so this is where his grandfather's in the bunker working on his nutcracker gun and he <laughs> so nicholas upstairs comes back to the book and this is where we get the stop motion the rank and bass stop motion yes yeah yeah where we hear about the contest and, and everything. So good. And he realizes that that allegedly happened in 1005 and it is now 2005. Yeah. And so he's like, that's right now. So he logs into an online Santa tracker and is like, so is, is this real? And they're like, how old are you? And he's like 16. And they're like, no, and neither is Santa. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry if you and your parents haven't had that conversation. So... He goes to sleep. We cut to the next day. It's Christmas Day. And Santa bursts through a nativity scene and knocks Joseph's head, head off, which is wild. But like riding the <laughs> sleigh. So like he's being pulled and then he like swings something. I don't remember what it was, but like knocks the head off of Joseph. It's wild. Yep. So we cut to a home with two spoiled children who are like, can we open our motherfucking gifts now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like we never see Goldberg delivering any presents. So, like, it's hilarious to me that, like, I guess on Christmas Eve, he did deliver a bunch of, like, murderous presents around the globe, question mark. Yeah. And now he's celebrating on Christmas Day with just murdering everybody. Mm -hmm. He was forced to be nice for a thousand years. Oh, and he's over it. It's honestly very lucky, Mikey, that you guys in Snellville got him during his thousand years of nice. Yeah. Because that could have gone very bad poorly for you it could have gone the way that these children's go because this is borderline halloween three season of the witch yes where uh their heads explode <laughs> sorry and it's it's super <laughs> funny like it's, it, it shouldn't be you're like these children are dead but also they seemed like assholes uh so we cut to the pastor giving a sermon of like we want to pray for the victims at gold diggers even though like they weren't moral which is bullshit because he was there hypocrite uh, he's like they're still members of the community and deserve our condolences and then he lists them out by name yeah and they start out kind of normal but one of the last ones that he ends on is dicks erect and i was like dicks erect <laughs> our testicular yeah testicular, I mean, all of them yeah. were like you know bend over bond, like that sort of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 very silly we cut to the deli that is closed heavenly sense heavenly sense great name and it's santa who's like knocking on the door of the deli and he's like we're closed not going so santa breaks through the door and then the <laughs> mr green is like you picked the wrong deli pal and santa spear dives through the deli case into his like stomach that's his signature move that is his signature i move. didn't even realize that that's amazing so they yes. just brought in a sandwich counter to every one of his matches yeah. Oh, <laughs> the German podcast is liking all my photos. Yes. <laughs> I love how the courtship between Mikey and Trash TV, the podcast in German, is like happening live during this episode. This is exactly what I wanted so to happen for Christmas. 
You know how sometimes Santa gets you the thing that you didn't even know you wanted for yourself? I don't at all feel jealous that they haven't liked any of mine. <laughs> <laughs> they must have seen your feet. I'm going to be like, Orca, Borca, three cat. What? <laughs> it's not even close to German. Well, I mean, like, if you do a German impression, you just you got to, like, yell it, you know? In, with current events, I just don't feel like going in that direction. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You don't have a ski mask or a weird net, so it's not really appropriate. Anyway, he dives through the deli counter and he's trying to strangle Mr. Green, who holds up. He has a Star of David necklace, which like reflects on him. And it looks like maybe that could have been a weapon, like if it was bigger or whatever. It does look like it sort of burns him a little bit. Yeah. And he just like snatches it off of him and then kills him with a menorah. So great. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, But as he's leaving, he sees a picture on the wall of Nicholas and his grandfather. And so I think that's where he's like, now I know where to find them. Yes. So he leaves. Nicholas overhears on the radio that something has happened at the deli. So he rushes over and he, him and a group of Orthodox Jews are on the sidewalk kind of like looking at the crime scene. And so the cops take them all in and they're like, take those Amish people, too. And you're like, they are not Amish. This is No, I don't. You can hear the conversations the officers have with them in the so background. Wild. It's so wild. So offensive. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm honestly glad this movie's made by a, a bunch of Jewish people because it like, is very mm. disparaging. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I think there's a part of it that they're like, this is how police treat us. They don't understand us at all. Like, yeah. it is tongue in cheek of like, th- this is ridiculous. Yes. Like, this is how ridiculous it it's, is. It definitely is played that way, but they're definitely like Hasidic Jews, right? They're yes, not yeah. they're all Amish. No, yeah. Yeah. And Nicholas is super bummed because he clearly really cared about Mr. Green. Yeah. And Mr. Green seemed like he was a great boss. But the the police were just walking through being like, something ain't kosher here. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, actually, I bet a lot is kosher here, probably. I bet you could yeah, probably. Most, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. this man died, you probably could have asked him for some, you know. Yeah. We cut to the police station where they take Nicholas in to talk to Captain Cock is his name. Yeah. And he is dressed in full Santa regalia. Yes, he is. And Nicholas just says, Don, you now your gay apparel. And he's just like, <laughs> yes, but also you were an eyewitness or whatever. Like, what's going to happen? And yeah, what's good? What happened? Yeah. And he tries to tell him, he's like, Santa is a thousand years old. He's the son of Satan and he is going to kill all of us. So do you know the true meaning of curling? Because that's what <laughs> we're about to t- describe to you. you know, it's like that. Have you heard the good news about our savior curling? Uh, so <laughs> Now I'm just trying to think of like what the religious implements would be. Like instead of like a cross, you have like the broom they use to slow down the rock on the ice. Yes. Someone's going to have to explain curling to me because I don't. I don't understand it. I watch it every year at the Olympics and don't understand it. It seems like extreme ice shuffleboard to me. Exactly. And that that is my understanding of it. Like there's a point okay. system down there that like mm-hmm. I could look into but don't feel like it. But I do enjoy watching people frantically scrape ice with a broom. Love it. So he says, well, my grandfather thinks and the guy's like, oh, I have heard enough. You're crazy inventor <laughs> grandfather. Yeah. You can leave and with the quickness. So he leaves. And as he leaves, leaves the there are two officers 
looking at a map where they've mapped out all the killings and they're like, it looks like they're in the shape of a tree. Maybe the next killing will be up here like a star at the top. And then the other one's like, clearly it's just a polygon. And then you see a guy walk behind them holding a present that is ticking like a time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't oh, either. it's really That's funny. That's so funny. But he leaves. He's like, we need grandpa. We got to go. Yeah. So he and the girl drive away in the truck. Meanwhile, Santa arrives at the police station and pulls a Terminator and just he walks in. He's like, ho, ho, ho. And then tasers that guy in the ball. Literally lifts Captain Cock or whatever. He picks yeah. him up and he's also dressed as Santa. This is a Santa right. on Santa kill in yeah. the nuts <laughs> with a taser. It's amazing. Yeah. It's wild. He walks back out of that office and we reveal that everyone else there is dead, including the guy who was pointing out the killings on the map, who is now pinned to the map with, with those the killings. Flags, yeah, with the very flags. funny. Yeah. So we cut to Nicholas and Mac are driving back to Nicholas's house and there's a cop behind them that tries to pull them over and they realize very quickly that it is Santa, not a cop. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I mean, he is dressed as Santa and so was Captain Cock. So like right. I could see why initially you'd think it was Captain Cock because he is in the cop car, not Santa sleigh. Right. Uh, and so they load a shotgun in the car because Matt keeps a shotgun in the car. Because of course she does. Santa literally leaps onto the top of a moving vehicle. <laughs> and then he's in the bed of the truck and they're trying to do the like brake check thing to try and knock him down. And they do manage to shoot him and blow him out of the back of the truck. But of course he immediately just whistles for his sleigh. Yeah. And he is basically chasing them home. So they get back to their house. They lock all the doors. They go down to the bunker like basement vault <laughs> yes and they're like grandpa it's santa he's got three hours and eight minutes till midnight at the north pole yeah like what are we gonna do and his dad's like or grandpa is like this was supposed to be a shelter not a fortress like if he gets in here we're dead like yeah. he, you know um, meanwhile carolers show up up at up top and mac goes to try and warn them and they're like no those carolers are dead and sure enough those carolers are fucking dead yes <laughs> like, oh, so funny so many wrestling moves off that front porch oh my when he swings that one carol caroler and smacks their head on the porch yes i lost my mind <laughs> it, was it was very funny oh so good so choir santa bursts through the door and they know he's about to break into the bunker. Like, they are not going to be safe there. So Grandpa takes keys that he hid in his tough act in Tanactin, and <laughs> they climb through a fake water boiler into the garage where they have little snowmobiles, but Santa sees them on the closed-circuit TV. So he comes outside and confronts them and grabs an icicle that he is definitely going to stab them with. Yes. And he just says, like, spoiler, I hate children. <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah that's pretty clear there buddy yeah uh and runs over grandpa with his sleigh and then says of course yeah grandpa got ran over by a reindeer exactly it was perfect so mac and nicholas snowmobile off and he chases them throwing gifts down at them from his sleigh that explodes yeah they're like bombs, bombs. it's like the green goblin throwing the pumpkin things at yes. them yeah it's so funny to me he eventually kind of like rams them from behind uh, because he's faster than them, obviously. Yeah. And they ride through a clay shooting area, which at <laughs> least gets Santa to back off. Yeah. <laughs> but then they ride right through the center of town where there's a bell choir led by the pastor who is now dressed as Santa. And 
they the bell choir scatters and i don't know if you heard it but the pastor is just move you skanks and you're just like (laughs) horrible dude what a horrible guy love that kind of pastor energy in this movie oh terrible so santa lights the tree on fire he ramps over some cars the other santa pastor ends up sitting next to him and he just says, I'm trying to spread Yuletide fear and knocks that guy out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mac and Nicholas have made their way to, I believe it's school, their school. It's got to be, right? Because it's got a ice rink there. Right. And they're like, we just got to make ourselves scarce and hope that 12 days of Christmas is not true. Like that this is going to end in 58 minutes, I think is what they say. Yes. So they run inside. Meanwhile, Santa decides that sleeves are bullshit. And it's time for him to be cut off sleeve Santa. And I bet you just hated this page. I bet you were like, oh, uh-huh. I was here for this aggressively here for it. I was here for it before, but I was definitely here for it now. Yeah, because he got his guns out. Yeah. Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> Brought to you by Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> So they're running through the school, and this is where we learn that Santa can shoot fireballs. Yes, like Bowser. Like if Bowser was Santa Claus, it would be this. And he has like a glowing candy cane weapon that we see in this one scene and never see again. I was so mad that it was introduced and then dropped, and like we never saw (laughs) it. Immediately, we never see it again. I think it was just a glow stick. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was practically. But it's shaped like a, a candy cane. Yeah, I wanted it to be some plutonium-based candy cane weapon that we never got to see. Something. They end up in the library, and we get the equivalent of the raptor scene from Jurassic Park. (laughs) Uh, And he's like, not a creature was stirring. And then he sees them in the mirror and throws an ornament that is a grenade because all of his weapons are crazy Christmas weapons. Of course. This is getting me excited for Violent Night, for like an updated version of this. I'm very excited for Violent Night. I do love that he's like, Christmas can sure scare the dickens out of people and throws a book and it <laughs> that book hits that kid square in the forehead. It does. It's so funny. I bet it stings like the dickens. They run to the ice rink in the school. Yeah. Where they are chased by Santa on a Zamboni, which is something I never thought I would see in a movie as a murderous Santa on a Zamboni, but I am so happy I've seen it. I, yeah, I mean, I never knew I wanted to see it, but now I do know I wanted it. Absolutely. It really is amazing. I I really want to see if we can get Jamie Loftus to update her Zamboni tattoo to include Goldberg driving it so then it is just a santa's sleigh tattoo so jamie if you're game i would love to like have that happen hilarious as the zamboni's <laughs> about to run over them it's stopped by a ghostly curling rock and it turns out it is grandpa who was the angel from the beginning who challenged santa to a curling thing i really wish we had seen him like throw that angel curling stone in front of the zamboni yeah. And it's wild to me that the Zamboni stopped at it because those things aren't like anchors. It was glowing. It was glowing. It's a magic one. I mean, I know. I it know. It was from Grandpa Angel. I get that it's an angelic rock or whatever. I get that. I'm just saying that they're stones. Yes. Okay. It's completely normal that a Zamboni was stopped by a heavy rock on ice. Thrown by an angel, <laughs> a literal angel, and it's glowing. You're right. When things glow, they're heavier. I don't know if you know, Todd, but it's science. The glow adds like five times the weight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry that you have a problem with this part, not the murderous 
son of Satan, Santa killing people. That's does not that's not bothering you. Like, Honestly, not- all of that checked out to me. That makes a lot of sense. It's an allegory about how terrible it is to work in retail during the Christmas season. Oh, hard same. Yeah, agree. <laughs> anyway, San- so Grandpa shows up. He's the angel from the beginning, and Santa's like, "This time I make the rules." And so he stomps and makes a hole in the ice. And they're going to curl again. And Grandpa's like, how'd you find me? And he's like, oh, well, your idiot grandson wrote to me at the North Pole. And then he reads the letter in a kid voice, which is a choice. I was not it's expecting it. It's a fucking it. choice. And I am here for it. <laughs> that was great. hysterical. That was so funny. Yeah. Here's what I also love is that the kid in the beginning of the movie was bitching about getting that easy bake oven. And then he asked for it yeah. in the letter. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. But he's like, because he's the last remaining Yuleson, I'm I have to kill it. I'm gonna kill both of you, basically. Yeah. And grandpa's like, all right, well, we're gonna curl for it again. If I win, you end the day of slayings. And if you Forever. win, he's like, I'm I'm gonna throw you into the pit of hell, basically. Yes. And he's like, All right. So grandpa curls. And he gets so close to that edge. He gets so close. So he just edges. <laughs> and Santa, oh. instead of curling as well, attacks him and tries to throw him into the hole anyway. I mean, he does throw him into the hole. Yeah. Right. But grandpa ends up holding onto the side. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know that just yet. I do love that he clearly goes in head first. But yeah. then when we get to the hole, he's like facing. Like, there's no way he could have yeah. grabbed on that way. It just made me right, laugh. Right, right, yeah. right. Unless he was like, a, like an angel. Oh, yeah, you think it's his angelic powers, like, helped him out? Yeah, like wings or some shit. Yeah, if only they were known for having something that helped them fly. They, but he's not, he doesn't have wings, guys. That you can see. Okay, okay. Open your mind and your heart. Yeah, anyway, Nicholas <laughs> uses the nutcracker gun and shoots Santa with a chestnut. Wait, can we at least point out that he's only doing that as, that he's doing that as yes, Goldberg yes. shoots fire out of his mouth at him? Because right. this Santa has the same power set as Bowser. Yes. Right, right, right. And then he shoots through the fire and then it like catches the nut on fire right? and then it hits Goldberg in the, ch- Santa's, excuse me, in the chest. Right, 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 right. Uh, which makes Santa flee and drive the Zamboni through a wall to kind of get away. Right. Uh, so they let Grandpa out, but Grandpa can't follow them. Uh, so meanwhile, outside Santa and the pastor <laughs> are in the sleigh, and the pastor's like, oh, God, what happened? He's like, visions of sugar plums, and then just <laughs> hammers him in the head. It is great. It is very funny. But this is where we find out that Grandpa gave up his powers for Grandma, and he's like, but I didn't raise you to not do the right thing when it comes to it. So, like, you got to go kill Santa Claus, yeah. essentially. So they decide to lead Santa Claus into the path of the skeet shooters who are Max, brother, and Yeah, it's dad. her family. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they lead him past. Everyone's firing, but nothing's really happening until all of a sudden an explosion blows the sleigh out of the sky and lo and ho- lo and behold well, you even see it- the missile coming in like yes. it clearly <laughs> is like a rocket propelled grenade or some shit right yeah. and it's max dad who got a grenade launcher from his friend who bought it with his llama loot which is essentially like camel box yes it's so hysterical i do feel like this movie sort of perfectly encapsulates how america like how the world sees america on some level yes and i'm here i love it like it's not a it's not an accurate representation but everything is like a characterized version of what like someone in switzerland thinks everyone in america is like you mean like how america we're just we really enjoy murdering our own gods and people we put on 
you know, we worship. Well, yeah, and that we also have unfettered access to like grenade launchers. Yeah, like grenade launchers that you can buy shit. with Camel Bucks. Yeah, you can use your Marlboro <laughs> Miles to get a ground-to-air propelled missile. Uh, so Santa, which turns out to be the pastor, is impaled on a pole. Yes, and they have to like cut him off of it, but he's got the Book of Claws, and so everyone thinks that's the real Santa, but Mac and Nick. No different. And Ma- and Nick picks up the uh, book of Santa. Right. And the book of Claus. And he's like, I think my saga is just beginning. <laughs> Basically, like, I'm going to have to go. This is my life mission now to seek out and kill Santa Claus. The balls of this movie to be like, there will be sequels. Yeah. Oh, I would. Do you know how I would watch every sequel? I would still be watching them. Like, if they had made one every year now between then, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We cut to the Winnipeg airport where Santa is waiting for a flight and the gate agent is like, Mr. Satan? And he's like, it's Shaitan. Oh, like, <laughs> like the hockey player? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we have you connecting in Winnipeg and then to Borneo and then uh, just one bag like to the North Pole. And he's like, yeah, it's this. And he just like puts the gift sack on the counter. Yeah, like the red <laughs> gift bag. Yeah, and I love how she goes, has your sack been with you the whole time? Yeah, yeah. and he just goes, yeah. And she's like, have a seat, we'll board in 10 minutes. And he goes and sits down between two very small women to make him look bigger. He it's looks really so funny. Huge. He looks so big too, it's so funny. We didn't even talk about it. We, we blew past it. There's a scene where Nicholas goes to get gum and it's Tiny Lister. Oh yeah, as, Tiny Lister's as, in this as movie. the guy at the gas station. <laughs> His convenience store is called Eat Here, Get Gas. And I was like, I yeah. love the name of this store. What do you do? You eat here eat and here, you get gas. You get you gas. gas. Love mm-hmm. it. Anyway, there is an after credit scene. Yeah, because that's where the movie ended for me. So I want to hear yeah. about this scene. So it's just Goldberg as Santa going, who's next? Which was like his catchphrase. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And that's the movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the 2005 epic masterpiece, Santa's Sleigh? No notes. Love it. I'm going to watch this every year, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it's a type of movie, though. Like, it is a very bad, very funny movie. And if you're into that, watch it. If you're not into that sort of thing, I'd be like, definitely skip this movie. But I do sort of love it. Like, this is definitely like a Mikey movie, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you love Mikey movies, you'll love this movie. Right. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Santa Bowser fun fun facts. facts. (laughs) So, the book I explained is written in Icelandic. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that is because some people believe that the Santa mythos is taken from Norse legends, most commonly ones from Iceland. However, there are a whole bunch of other Christmas myths from Iceland, including the cat that comes to eat you if you don't wear the clothes you got for Christmas that are very, very fun. Uh, Definitely look into Norse Christmas myths. They are hilarious. I give that one out of one cat, though. Like, I don't... One out of one cat. One out of one cat. One giant cat. Um, (laughs) At the end of the film's credits, there's that post-credit scene of him breaking the fourth wall just into the camera saying who's next. And that's because during his wrestling career, Goldberg made this his catchphrase after pinning opponents. So he would like pin people down and they'd be like, who's next? Who's next? Yeah, okay. That's because he's on a really unprecedented winning streak. I was really into wrestling when he was in in there. The name of this movie is the name of the movie within a movie in Ernest Saves Christmas from 1988. So that's why they named this movie Santa (laughs) Sled. (laughs) Wow. I love it so much. 
So as we mentioned, Santa is is typically associated with the Christian version of Christmas uh, as St. Nicholas. However, Goldberg, who plays Santa, is an observant Jew and famously refused to work on Jewish high holidays in his football, wrestling, and acting days. So, Damn, okay. Yeah, super observant. So th- and it's, it's been like a lifelong held belief. It isn't like something yes. he came to later in life or anything like that. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 Honestly, yeah, good for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So one of the stunt actors in this film, Wanda Ferriton, agreed to do the movie because she thought it was a movie starring Jeff Goldblum. And it wasn't <laughs> until she got to set when she realized that it was not Jeff Goldblum at all, but in fact, Bill Goldberg. But she met and fell in love with Goldberg, <gasps> and they have been married ever what? since. Oh, my it? God. He met his wife on this movie. Yes, and they got married a couple months afterwards. And they are still, I checked, they're still married. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Honestly, there's pictures of them, and they just look so stinking happy. I was just happy for Which them. Which one is I was she? Just like, this is great. Uh, she's a stunt actor, so I believe oh. she's actually one of the dancers in the strip club. Um, I think that's not his first marriage, is it? I think I also met his wife back in the day. Uh, but was it before 2005? Because that's when. Yes. Yeah, it is his current wife. As I'm reading these things, so current yeah. wife. But it says that he only got married in 2005. That's the only one listed. Oh, I guess I met his girlfriend. Yeah. He seemed very nice to everyone. Yeah, it's and it, it's she's his only listed spouse, and they have one child together. But yeah, it's I was very very happy that this movie is their love story. That's great for me. That is amazing. Yes. Holy shit. So in the first seat of the deli, Mrs. Talbot, who is the evil Christmas asshole, yes, uh, dumps seventeen quarters on the counter to pay for her the, the sandwich before taking one back, right. meaning that she only paid four dollars. The entire Mason family in the opening scene of the film are played with Jewish actors, and it is <laughs> done specifically to be an inside joke since they are celebrating Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the actor who played Grandpa Robert Culp has previously appeared in another Christmas horror film, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out, which we've not done yet. Oh, my God. Okay. Next year is going to be so good. It's our Christmas tradition movie. Yep. This movie has a body count of 41 people. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) That's amazing. And unlike movies where dogs typically survive an entire horrific series of events, this movie decided as a joke it would be funny for the first person to first death to be the dog. Yeah. Like the one who normally survives. They're like, we're taking it first. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. This is where I would do box office, but this was not released in theaters. It also doesn't have a publicly available budget. So I wasn't able to get anything for box office for this direct to DVD released movie. Worth it. I know. <laughs> so that's your box office. Sorry, Mike. Do you want to hit up with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listeners is how scary we found the film today. It's a scale of one to ten. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. I mean, this is a one. This is not a scary film. It's not scary at all. Yeah. I'm going to also give it a one. That's probably for the best. Yeah. And that's our scary scale. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, you guys made us watch Santa's Sleigh. What are you making us watch next week? Next week, it's Violent Night. Hell yeah. yeah. So, so your homework for next week is to get eggnog drunk and go see violent night i guess in the theaters because it's still in the theaters and then report back sober monday morning for that episode yes oh mikey do you have a review for us to read no i don't 
So, Mikey, while you're looking up a review, let me tell them how they can have their review right on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five-star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read Kelsey Turk. Well, what does Kelsey Turk have to say? Top three favorite podcasts. Oh, why, thank you so much. I love this podcast so much. I love movie breakdowns, the horror community, and a good laugh. Oh, that is like the intersection of where our podcast lives. Yep. This group of hosts is so funny. Very thankful I found it three years ago. Smiley face emoji. Five stars. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey Turk, for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have... Mikey, read your review. Leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier Mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd just look me up on Venmo if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group literally we're in there talking every day it's awesome and guys we got a P.O. box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box it's actually not a P.O. box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up and they will continue after October, not on a daily schedule though. That's just too much for Katie to handle, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager has been driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She keeps buying her snow globes for different states. (laughs) (laughs) With no real explanation as to why. Yeah, no, like they don't live in Delaware or Wisconsin, but she gave her both of those. All right. Well, I mean, maybe next year that makes sense. drop a little hints to your teenager what you'd like for Christmas instead of letting her do this, you know, snow globe thing. Right. This episode's also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to share with you guys some spooky spider videos. So let me bring up the video he sent for us to watch this week and uh, show it to you. Okay, this is not a spider video. This is like a... It's a commercial for my dream hotel. Oh, it is. It's the Inn at Christmas place. Yes. 
It's in Pigeon uh, Forge, oh Tennessee, God. guys. It literally is a hotel that is Christmas 365 days of the year. Mikey, this is a, your heaven. It's in Pigeon Forge. We could go. Holy shit, Mikey, let's go. Let's let's do like um, a meetup in July at Pigeon Forge. Christmas Call in it July. Christmas Pigeon in Forge. July. We will do a live episode of RTP from there, right? I bet they are probably packed to the gills in July because... I mean, they're going to be for our live show. <laughs> I love this. I love everything about it. This is great. Every room Ooh. has a Christmas tree, Mikey. It's just like that movie. It is just like that movie we did, Falling for yeah. Christmas on Romance in the Pod. It's like, this inn's not making as much money this year. I don't understand why. Well, probably because they've bought 500 Christmas trees. Ooh. Man, that guy sounds exactly like you would expect someone who runs a Christmas-themed hotel to sound. <sighs> Yes. 24-hour hot tub. Yes. Hold on. I'm looking up prices. I think we go. I think we do it. Oh, my God. This place looks amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Do they have, like, a ballroom? We could do a live show. Like, I, I would 1,000% do a live show from there for like Christmas in July for Romance in the Pod. Dude, this is like the hotel where I got married, where it's like kind of big. This is like huge ass Christmas, wild Christmas hotel. Concerts, they do concerts and story time. So yes. They have to, is, perfect. Okay, perfect. Oh, you could reserve the Santa suite. <gasps> Mikey. Then we up. could do a who wants to spend the night in the Santa suite with Mikey competition. I think that's not appropriate. But it does have an in-room two-person whirlpool. Oh, that way Santa can be naughty and nice. <laughs> thank you so much for giving us this wonderful idea. And thank you so much for the support. We now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patrioticals. Okie dokie. So we're leaving. I think it was 1492 yeah. after our ragtag band stole the of patrioticals. Yeah, they stole Santa Maria, which I think is appropriate because it's Christmas time, right? So we are going to go from 1492 even further into history. Okay. December 25th, year zero. <laughs> the shores outside Jerusalem Township. Thank you for being specific. Because they're, you know, in a boat. They have to be on the water. Yeah. They don't have to be. I had a thing for that. I, I, I'm, I'm picking it together. All right. All right. Okay. They, they, they all, they quantum leap in. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, it's Roman times. <laughs> it is Roman times. Yeah. And then um, Isaac murders a centurion and eats him. Naturally. Yeah. I mean, just to establish that it's our time. Well, there now. was a patrol. There was a patrol. Oh, okay. Him. Him and Kroon, they're like, a blue man. That's my Roman accent. It sounded very Roman, yeah. Okay, um, they murdered them. So Karun murders him as well. But Isaac eats one of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. What did I turn Wes into? Is he... <laughs> I think he was like, because he was the Voldemort body, right? Right, but he got turned, the Pope made him real. I know, but he turned him into, it was like a Beauty and the Beast moment. So I thought he was just like a handsome yeah. dude. Handsome dude. So Wes, Wes turns around and he's like, the Pope is, I think the Pope wants me to solve the Mun crisis. And then okay. uh, he's like, what? And then uh, Aaron <laughs> and Danielle were also like, what? And all of the little Mun babies are like what yeah. <laughs> and then lightning comes out of his hands like palpatine what and he turns all of the mun people human on the bridge on the deck of the santa's maria wow okay and they're like i don't know if you're really human and i don't know what my powers are but you look human i don't like y'all because of previous things that's happened so he's punishing them by turning them human yeah 
Oh, okay. He's not helping him. I mean, he's not solving the Mun crisis. I mean, I guess he's solving it like Hitler would have, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's not really solving the Mun crisis, but instead of like helping them, he just made them not Mun people anymore. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, because the, the Romans were investigating because a giant ship just dropped, you know, just appeared in the middle of the desert. Okay. So they're in the desert. Okay. I bet Allie's very upset because she's our Little Mermaid character. Uh, yeah. But they have a tub for her. So she's sitting in a tub <laughs> splashing around <laughs> on deck. I think we should make her like a splash mermaid where like if it's dry, she can just walk around. But and she fine. prefers being, but when they, they've been swabbing the deck and they're using her as the mop. That's what uh, <laughs> Scott has been doing as the thing. They've been working together to keep things clean. Yes, it's called yes. teamwork. They Absolutely. all it was all consistent. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're like, "This old ass boat's not gonna work. We gotta upgrade this thing." Like, well, we just appeared on land. And so uh, Captain Bruder's like, "Yeah, we need to upgrade it. Who's got some ideas?" And uh, Gorotica's like, "I'm still tied to the front of the boat. Y'all need to fucking untie me." <laughs> so they do that. She's like the um, angel they have at the very front of the boat. So that's how she's uh-huh. tied up, like right to that section of it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And so uh, Amy and Dresco are like, Dresco's like, Amy, could you make this a flying Santa Maria if uh, if you had the stuff, to the, the technology we could do? Could we do it? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, Kate, could you help us like lift the ship up and, you know, put rockets and hover shit on it like the submarines used to have? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We just need the, the, the hover shit and all that stuff. And so, yeah. Cody at the pawn shop's like, well, for the right price, I may have some of your, your, your hover stuff. I've set up shop out here. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they start upgrading the ship. Okay. Uh, Lauren, the caveman, is banging with her club, hammering for them. Teamwork. Uh, Vance, the serial killer, wandered off. And that's not good. So they were, they don't want him to kill random people through history. So they, they go, Sophia, the time cop, who's now, she's stuck with them right now for some reason. We'll get into that later. <laughs> she's like, we can't let this Vance guy, A.J. Holmes, murder people. And so um, he wandered off towards that big shining star in the sky. Oh, no. Oh, no. H.H. H. Holmes is on the loose at the nativity. <laughs> Jesus, we brought you gold, frankincense, and murder. Yeah. So, uh, Dave. Okay. Dave. Okay, I got to get my shit together. Okay. Dave, Nathan, the professional wrestler, and, and Mr. Rage Bomb, and <laughs> Bo Easy, the Florida man, they get dressed in period robes and go after him. I love it. And they there's a big group of people traveling, and, um, Vance sprung a trap. Oh no! Right, so uh, a big rock, big ass rock, hits Mister Rage Bomb, and he launches in the air. It's like a slingshot. Okay, and he launches in the air, and because of the stress, he blows up in the sky <sighs> next to the big North Star. So it's even brighter. Than oh no! Okay, before. okay, yeah. And uh, there's like pieces of the giant boulder coming down, and uh, Dave almost gets killed, and so he lasers the rock. And a gold bar, some gold appears <laughs> in sand. So he lasers it down to a gold bar. Jeremy does, I'd imagine, right? Because he has the lasers, yeah, yeah, laser yeah. vision. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And so uh, the Nathan Professor Wrestler puts Vance in a headlock chokehold and body slams him. He's out cold. And they're like, there's a, there's a small fire over there. We should go check it out and make sure everything's cool. And uh, let's do that. And so Dave is like, look, guys, we got to look natural here. So, like. You got that gold chunk. Pick up some plants and shit. Let's go. And, pick uh, up some we'll plants and shit. Act like out like we were out like looking for shit outside of town. Oh, okay. so they go yeah, to yeah, town yeah. and they like 
just making sure there's no fires or anything. Nobody got killed because Sophia was like, don't fuck up history. And so <laughs> they get there and all these people are headed to this barn. And so they're just like here and giving them stuff. And they're like, I guess we're supposed to turn in our shit. So they turn in their frankincense <laughs> and merge what it turned out to be. And then that gold. And then they kind of slowly wandered off. All right. And then Anthony, the time master, p- appears out of nowhere and blasts the shit out of Dave. And he explodes. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Just like explodes. I love how like the episode ends as a freeze frame of like everyone of the nativity freaking out that Dave just got exploded by a time cop. <laughs> yeah. And then Jennifer with a pH paves in his blood. Wow. That's freeze frame. That is a dramatic freeze frame. Yes. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Bye. Merry Christmas, nerds. I have a fun fact, though. You want to hear it? Yeah. The menorah in this movie that you see is never lit. And that's because Hanukkah in 2005 started on Christmas Day. So as the guy who's getting murdered with the the, the, uh, menorah... He was probably going to light it that morning. Uh, cool. I forgot to say that during the episode. My bad. Bye, guys.